Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 222. John and Wendy talk to Tiffany Castaño. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I am well. It is hard to believe we're at the end of May. I know, right? I, I think about, you know, who we're at the end of school. It's the end of the month. It's, it, it, yeah, it's a weird time right now. <laughs> it, it is indeed. And, and being the end of May, it is also the end of our latest sponsorship time with Namely. We want to thank them once again thank for, you, Namely. for being, being part of our team yes. and, and part of our conversation. Wendy, it's weird. It was really weird to record with somebody else last week. Uh, yeah. So I'm, gl- I'm glad you're back. But but Paul did a yeoman's job filling Good. in. And, and we talked a little bit about this, but we talked pro wrestling and hopefully people listened and, and gave it a chance. But Namely was yeah. there with us and we were able to recognize them again, award winning things they've got going on. Thanks, Namely, awesome. as always. We love you and we're glad you're with us. Very happy to have Namely as part of our ongoing family. Yes. Love Namely, love what they're doing. So uh, be sure to check them out. Wendy, it may be the end of May. We've got something coming up that we wanted to start talking about now. Yes. We're laying that framework. We're letting people know it is important. They need to get it on their calendars. We're going to fr- be friendly remindering. We're remindering a word, reminding people. Or remindering. I like it. Of, of, yeah, I'm going to use remindering. We're going to we're going to tell people, mm-hmm. though, this thing coming up. We want you there. It's a big one. What else do I say, Wendy? What else can we say? Yeah, if we we have to be sure that everyone gets it on their calendars and shows up. Sunday, June 12, 7 p.m. Eastern Time is the first Twitter chat of June. It also marks roughly the five-year anniversary of us starting this whole thing. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is, and it really is hard to think, you know, really hard to believe that and I've lost track of the number of chats now. I, I'm going to guess we're in the 80s, if not close to 90. I I'm, I just, I don't recall. Something like sure. that, yeah. Five years in, it's a big deal. It we're is. We're really excited about it. We recognize there's a big HR conference going on. And a lot what? of you that, that are part of our community and part of the chat, you're going to be at that event. We hope you can make some time to join us. Mm-hmm. If you are not going to be attending that big HR conference, we hope you will come hang with us. Yes. At least for that hour. We're going to celebrate five years of this, Wendy. I, I again, just just like we did five years ago, we were all missing out. We felt sorry for ourselves, and so we had our own party. And we're just going to do the exact same thing. We're not going to necessarily be talking about any conferences in no. general. We're going to talk no. more about the chat and, and this community yeah. and the things that we have done in the last five years collectively. It's our show. We can do what we want. It's our show. Our <laughs> chat. We're going to do what we want. We really want to make this a, a really special time. Yeah. We want all of you to be able to take part and be there, hopefully during the actual hour. If you answer the questions later, it's cool. Yeah. But we really, we want to make this a really big to do. We're putting it out there. You're going to see a lot about it between when you hear this and and the 12th, Sunday, June 12th, 7 p.m., five-year anniversary of, of, yes, Eastern time. (laughs) HR social hour chat in in its current form, starting out of that whole thing and that whole conversation so long ago. It, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it was a long time ago, but it just feels like a part of life at this point that it, it makes sense. And, you know, thankful for the HR community that has supported us through all of it. Yeah. I'm just going to reiterate what John said. We hope to see you there. 
um, during the hour, say hi, selfies, gifts, whatever it is. I think we're going to have a blast. I want to hear more about these gifts later. We're going to talk about that offline. I don't, I don't know where the gifts <laughs> coming, but we'll figure something out. Not gifts with a T, but gifts. Oh, I thought you said yeah, gifts. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes much more sense. Thank yeah. you. And see, then yeah. it goes to why should it be GIF or GIF? I don't know. I, I don't know. But, well, hey, you know what? I am going to, a, pulling back the curtain, uh, a week from today that we're recording this, I will be at a live conference. So maybe there will be gifts with a T. <laughs> we definitely need to mention that. Make sure that you, if you're at Unleash in yes. Vegas, of all places, make sure you find Wendy. Find me. Tweeter. Messenger somehow. Find her I will. Ha- I will have up. stickers. I will have stickers. I have a stack that I'm taking with me. So, and be recording from Vegas too. I'm kind of excited about that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very cool. Speaking of very cool, I'm excited yes. about tonight's guest. Who it turns out I am traveling for work right now, so she's not too far from where I am. <laughs> kind of funny how life works that way. Yes have heard so many great things about her. And in fact, she's been a name recommended, you know, somebody yes, she has follow been. Here. excited to get the conversation on. Let's make the introduction and, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So excited that uh, Tom Shin made the introduction um, to, to Tiffany for us, because uh, this is, and this is what we love. We love how the community grows and uh, you know, you all listeners, if you have someone we need to meet and you want to share with the community, let us know. We would love to meet more folks like Tiffany. Tiffany is CEO and founder of CEPHR LLC, a human resources consulting firm that supports small to mid-sized businesses to build their infrastructures to scale, strong teams, and a strong employer brand and culture. Her why is building more psychologically safe organizations and cultures and stronger leadership to support the people and processes within an organization. Well, Tiffany, Welcome to the show. So excited to have you here and introduce you to the community. Our first question, as always, though, what is in your glass? Ooh, fun stuff. I like how we're starting. <laughs> um, it is a 2020 Edmundo Argentinian Red Cab, mm. and it's delicious, super smooth. Ooh, I love Argentinian wine. It's so good. So good. Mm. Tiffany, again, we're, we're really excited that you were able to join us, and as we always start when when we have somebody on. How exactly did you get your start in human resources? Ooh, I, I love this question and thank you for that invitation. So I started out at a trucking company back in 2008, which sounds like a weird uh, thing and it was a weird time, right? Um, and so that's how I got started as an HR assistant and that company was both unionized and non-unionized. So it was my first, first kind of foray into that. Um, and this was following a six and a half year medical billing career. And then uh, after that, a six and a half year legal billing career. So I kind of got started and um, subsequently got fired from my first HR job. So that was both a gift and a lesson <laughs> for a lot of reasons after I processed it. So that's how uh, a little bit of a rough start. So. <laughs> All right. So I have some questions about my medical bill. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to go down that <laughs> I might be able to still answer them. We could probably go on for hours about medical building and billing. <laughs> I'm sure. I am sure on that. How does one make the jump from medical billing, either from a legal perspective or hospital or medical organization? How do you make that jump to that first HR job? Yeah, it was, you know, really born out of the why that I carry with me today. 
often I found that I wasn't uh, getting very empathetic or vulnerable people who worked in HR. They didn't seem to follow up or care about me as a human. These were not really at times people first organizations. And so I thought, well, I like people. I'm nice to people. I'm a nice person. So I want to help people and I can do that. Um, And then a, a really good mentor of mine told me, if that's why you're getting into HR, get out. I loved my medical <laughs> billing career. I understand now, but I was crushed at the time. Now I totally get it. Um, but definitely, you know, love my medical billing career and then ended up leaving a job at that point and worked with an agency who said, well, what about legal billing? And I'm like, that is not the same thing. This is not going to translate. Loved that career for a while, but I was like, I want to do something else. So um, discovered HR because my social work program had a four-year wait. So it's really been quite a journey to find find myself in my career. Wow. I, cause I was going to ask, so do you still like people after being in HR? <laughs> I do, but there are challenges, right? But I was just like, no, we just need to be nice to them and everything will be fine. And um, I thought employers were evil empires and <laughs> it was all about the people. It's a, It's a mix, but um, yeah, it's been an interesting ride for sure. <laughs> Lots of lessons. Um, so from there, you have started your own consulting firm um, two years ago, actually, um, in the middle of pandemic. Uh, so we obviously know you're a little bit out of your mind. We have to know what led you to, to start your own consulting firm. What are some of the challenges that you've run into in, in starting a firm during a pandemic? Thank you for that acknowledgement of the two years. It actually just happened on May 11th. So pretty fresh and new. I'm still celebrating that. And it really was rather accidental. I say that a little bit tongue in cheek because I wanted to do this for over a decade and was wanting to cling to the security of a secure paycheck and fear, lack of confidence, but at the same time, having a nagging feeling that there was more out there. There was more impact to be done than I could do in one um, organization. And so I left a job at the time during the pandemic, wanted to take a little break, figure out what was next, but still knew it had to be HR. And I thought, okay, well, while I search for that next journey and figure out what that looks like, I'll do some consulting for family and friends on the side. And so did that and it just never turned off. I was not (laughs) intended to do this full time. So I don't, I don't know that I describe it as out of my mind, but I, I I get where that's coming from and. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a journey that no one really prepares you for. It's a super emotional journey, but so, so rewarding, like nothing else I've ever done. Tiffany, when you mentioned in your bio that part of your role or what you like to do is work with organizations on developing a strong employer brand without giving all the secrets away. What's one piece of advice you would give leaders who are looking to improve their own company brand? One of the the biggest pieces, John, is really having them lean into their mission, vision, values. And some people think that that's really corny or it's very cliche or, oh, that's just like one-on-one advice. But what I often find is that when people establish these, there may have been a gap in time. And so I would say, is that who you still are today? Is it who you aspire to be? And how are you really leaning into that? How do your employees experience you? So making sure that you're doing that and that you're living your brand and not being afraid to be vulnerable and empathetic and and just be adaptable. That's where the future work is and that's where innovation happens. So um, that's what I would say, shake it up. (laughs) How often are you finding that people 
maybe they, they either don't have a strong sense of value or it is they, they had one set of values and then they're off in an entirely different direction. Is that something you see often? Is that really more, hey, we just kind of need to fine tune or what does that look like for many of the people that you that you've worked with or seen? Yeah, that's such a powerful question. And I think it's, I've seen a blend, I would say. But what I will say, and this frankly surprised me, a lot of people are either reinventing or going back to that. One of the questions that I ask clients is, what is what's your current state and what is your future state? And then I look at, you know, what are the gaps that in between so I can make some risks and recommendations. And so that's always an interesting process. I had one client very early on when I started a couple of years ago who met with their team. They did this big kind of office retreat thing. They didn't call it that, but um, really getting employees involved and saying, this is who we said we were before. Does this still hold true? Which pieces of this hold true? And they had this whole exercise and team building around it and reshaped policies and what they wanted their culture to be. And they were going to get their B Corp. So really just an interesting time. And sometimes it's really helping them celebrate where they are. So is this, you know, who we say we are? Yes, we feel like that's the core, but maybe we could tweak it a little bit along the way. And maybe we've learned some things during COVID or through listening to employees where we can really move towards future of work because it's it's different now. And so I'm, I'm, I'm celebrating and embracing that right alongside them. I think you're on the money there. It, things have changed so much in the last two years. There's a lot of adjustments that have had to happen and people are struggling to keep up with that. Looking to the future, knowing what we know from the last two years, what do you see as the top concerns that HR is going to be focused on throughout 22 and through through 23? Yeah, I, you know, one of the top ones that that continues to come to mind, we're seeing a lot of posts about it and HR folks in general are getting loud about the fact that we're really burning out at rapid rates. Not only are employees across the world burning out, but our HR folks who have been supporting everyone for so long throughout this pandemic and all the decisions and all the regulations and all the things um, are really facing some tough times and trying to manage their own self-care while they're helping everybody else prioritize and figure it out. Uh, We continue to navigate all of the things, COVID, return to office, what does that look like and shaping policy and culture and how do we help support people along the way? So that's huge. I think as we continue, part of the reason that my company name is an acronym for Sefer uh, is an acronym for cultivating the evolution of professional HR is because of this transformation that we're seeing and that I have strived for so long in my career that we move from task-based and task-oriented to really transformational and strategic and claim our seat at the table, structure organizations right so that HR really has the opportunity to influence versus just being paper pushers. And I'm huge on that. I think that's going to be something we continue to see um, and push up against in, in the rest of this year as well as next year and beyond. Burnout's quite a topic, and we actually, as we record, we will have had a conversation about burnout in our chat. Are you, are you seeing with your customer base or even your peers, are a lot of them burned out? Are you burned out? Or where are people on that spectrum, and, and how are you helping address that? For me, I have burned out three times in the last, um, sometimes I describe it as three and a half because I think the last round I caught it about halfway between. Um, But I have as an entrepreneur, I've burned out and trying to figure it all out, navigate this, be an HR person who's supporting my clients, my HR community, my family, my friends, people come to you. There's a lot that gets pulled out of HR people in terms of effort and energy and uh, thought partnership, leadership. 
And so I have found myself to be burned out. Um, I'm trying to support other people in these organizations and leaders so that they really pour into themselves. I have what are called self-care starters on every single day of my calendar. Um, and that is making sure that I'm doing something very intentional to pour into myself versus firefighting and wearing myself down. One of the things that I did recently was uh, post a blog about it because it was becoming so common and helping people try to realize these are the things, the signs of burnout. Sometimes we think, oh, I've just been a long week or a long month and I'm starting to just get exhausted. That fatigue and feeling overwhelmed, feeling foggy, there's so many things that contribute to that. And so I think that we are seeing a lot of people who are burning out, but there's been more conversation around it so that people know how to hopefully stop it, but at least to mitigate it as it's maybe in the beginning stages. Let's shift away from burnout. And one of the ways that we try to avoid burnout in our end is we crowdsource some of our questions and we start to have previous guests add to that pool. So in this case, Kristen Hawkinson asked, what's your go-to or favorite karaoke song? Kristen, I'm going to get you for this. <laughs> um, I, so I, I cannot sing. Um, I cannot sing. I guess I'm going to have to go with Love Shack by the B-52s. And I say this because it is a good song. But also, uh, it, I have very vivid memories. Uh, maybe they're a little foggy. But memories of singing this with some work friends when I worked at a law firm. And we had a good night out on the town after a work party. <laughs> continue drinking fishbowl margaritas and we decided to get up there and sing that and it was just very memorable and very fun and so that's what I'd have to go with I, I intentionally don't do karaoke I like to go observe it but no one needs to hear me sing it's not pretty I go watch I'm not gonna participate I think yeah. Love Shack's one of those songs where you know there's plenty of parts that if you can't carry a tune <laughs> there's parts for you to like participate right yes Yes. No unsinging person left behind. <laughs> With that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. We all do our best to keep ahead of business trends, but keeping ahead can be its own full-time job. With everyone wearing multiple hats, it's easy to fall behind. That's why you need to make the switch to Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that adapts with your business. Namely helps you and your team with all aspects of HR, from onboarding and performance management to payroll and intuitive benefits enrollment. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, all in one connected and modern platform. Plus, Namely is customizable for your company, culture, and goals, so they can match where you are now and adapt as you grow. Grow with Namely. And to learn more about making the switch today, go to Namely.com. For a limited time, get one month free when you make the switch to Namely. Thanks again, Namely, for sponsoring this episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Tiffany, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. We want to know, when you were a child, what career did you dream of? I always wanted to be an attorney. And... Oh. That, yeah, I, so we talked about like my journey through my career, but even mm -hmm. before that started, um, I wanted to, I was pre-law when I first got out of high school and went to undergrad. And so I always wanted to be an attorney. And then I decided, 
well, they work a lot of hours and make a lot of good money, but <laughs> and they help people, right? Because that's what I was aspiring to do. But I don't want to be away from my family that much. And so sure. when I did decide to go into HR, it was a toss up uh, between the two, even when I went back for my master's, but I ultimately landed in HR. Tiffany, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Someone that I talk to regularly, um, and in fact, uh, I've been talking to a lot this week. His name is Brian Kelly, and he is a leadership coach. He talks a lot about empathy and vulnerability and kind of gaining insights from curiosity and uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging. Just we met on, I think we met on Clubhouse. We might have met on LinkedIn right before that, but just a wonderful man who really is a great human as well. And uh, I aspire to be him um, in a lot of ways in the way that he coaches and leads uh, everything with that. So he's definitely, I've learned a lot from him and I really appreciate his friendship. Tiffany, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? I would tell my former self to to be who I was. I would say, you know, I struggled a lot with confidence. And so I'd say, be who you are. And even if people don't see that, they don't appreciate it, they don't value you to still let your voice be heard because the future you is going to make so much impact and go on to continue doing great things. Tiffany, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community or community at large? Oh, community. It makes my heart warm and fuzzy. Um, it, it is a value that I share both personally and professionally. And so I do have a Friday series that I co-host. It's a diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging series every Friday. I co-host that with Suman Kapoor. And so it's a free space that we offer up to anyone who's ready to start their DEI journey, who is open to listening, wants to make impact in the world, wants to learn and just observe. So we host guest speakers and um, just a safe space for people to talk about what's going on in the world and their lives. How do we support them? And we work through problems and share resources. It's great. Um, Recently, I've also been partnered up with the architecture community, thanks to my client. And I've been supporting them. Recently, we did a a panel on equity in architecture. So I've been supporting them in their DEI efforts and, and really helping there. I love donating to great causes. I love volunteering my time as I'm able. And then I also serve on two boards here locally in Pittsburgh. Always busy. I, I give away a handful of pro bono hours of service as well throughout the year. Community is very, very important to me. Tiffany, what's your favorite movie? <laughs> This one stumps me every time. I, I, I don't have a favorite movie or favorite song. I like a lot of things. Well, there's a few. So I really like the movie I Am Sam. Uh, I like Swordfish. And I really like Into the Wild. If I think about like kind of top three, those are those are my three. I like things that, that make, I do like thrillers too, but I really like things that make me feel good and, and make me think. Um, so those are my kind of my favorite genres. I think there are, those are three that have not been mentioned. Never been mentioned. Not a one. Really? Kudos. Yeah. Oh, not, not so a one. Myself. Not yeah. A one. You may not have a favorite song, but what's the most memorable or your most favorite live performance you've ever attended? Well, that one's easy because it happened recently. It was Amos Lee here at the Biome Theater here in Pittsburgh. My husband and I have long been fans, and I love that he's just from the other side of the state in Philly, just um, his music is so great, but when you hear it live, it's just life-changing. I still have chills thinking about it. 
So Tiffany, if you could be a part of a TV show or series, either as yourself or as a character, what would it be? I do love being myself. (laughs) There's only (laughs) one me. There's only one me, but I just love Viola Davis. And so my, if I had to be on TV, I'd probably, and remember, I, I used to want to be an attorney. So I'd probably be on how to get away with murder. And before we start any rumors or gossip, it's because she's just this fierce, beautiful black woman who is talented and sharp and she motivates people and she develops them and she does not put up with any BS. And I just love her as a, as a character there, but she's also even off screen, not that I know her personally, but I, I, I can aspire to things. Um, I, I would love to be her because she is just, <laughs> she is fierce. She's a force to be reckoned with. Yes, I agree with that. Recently, it was announced that it's going to be Tiffany Castano Day all around the world. What are we going to do to celebrate? Well, I think we're going to be in community and together. And I embrace, I always have this phrase that I say together is better. And I kind of created this hashtag because community and connection, especially across these last two plus years, has been um, a thing for me. And I think for a lot of people, which is how we all got connected and others. So just in kindness, compassion for each other. That's what it would look like if it was Tiffany Castano Day around the world. Awesome. Well, and Tiffany, as you know, we are outsourcing. If you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? I think it would be, um, I talked about my entrepreneurship journey and, you know, what that's looked like. So there's been some unexpected surprises and challenges, but I would ask them what has been the most unexpected positive surprise that they've seen over the last year. I like that. It's a good question. Well, Tiffany, it's now in the notebook. It will be asked very, very soon. I appreciate so much your time. And I I definitely appreciate that together is better. I think Mm -hmm. that is something we have worked so hard to try to do with this show. This was tremendous conversation. I thank you so much for making time to be part of it. And thank you again, Tom, Shen, I know you're listening. Thank you for for the introduction. I know many of our listeners are probably not connected with you and they're going to want to get to now. Best way for me to reach you out there. Yeah, my website's the best at www.sufferconsulting.com. I share a lot of information there. Um, I have a YouTube channel and I'm really active on LinkedIn. So those are probably the, the best places to reach me. We will have links to those in the show notes. And then Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to reach you? Uh, best way as always on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. 7 p.m. Eastern time. How about you, John? Once again, and for the last time in May, thank you, Namely. <laughs> thank you, Namely. For this episode. We appreciate you so much. Be sure to check out Namely.com to learn more about them. And as for me, JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, hrsocialartpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, and follow wherever you are, whatever platform you're on. You hit that follow button, you will get a new episode each and every week. Yep. International listeners, we'd love to talk to you about community because You are part of ours, and we want to discuss what is going on in your world. It is easier for you to get in touch with us (laughs) than for us to get in touch with you. So reach out, and let's start those conversations. Tiffany, again, really appreciate you being with us. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.